position. Affirmative. Negative. I am the milkman. My milk is delicious. Roger that. Okay, let's go. Welcome to the Best Linux Games Podcast. Go, go, go! The best Linux games, the best games available for the uh, GNU slash Linux operating system via the mechanism and distribution network known as Steam, brought to you by Valve. After 700,000 years, the Steam has come to Linux, and beyond that, it has come to Linux in the form of the egalitarian Linux-like platform, Steam, an open marketplace in which everyone, total meritocracy, everyone, regardless of size, amount of money, regardless of amount of developers, and prospective sales, that's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's Saturday, and that means it's time for one thing. It's time for the podcast where the quality goes in before the name goes on. You're listening to the Best Linux Games Podcast, a companion piece to the uh, Steam group of the same name. Find us on Steam, you know. Uh, join us on Steam and friend me on Steam. My name is Scooky Sprite. I am your host. In case this is your first time here, uh, the ground rules for everything that we do are very simple. We have news. We have the latest titles that we are interested in. Of course, features, you know, like kind of in-depth looks or reviews. And then we have, of course, everyone's favorite, the deals. Uh, the best games that you can buy for as cheap as possible. If you join us on the group, our recommendations are curated with the sole criteria of It must run on Linux, and it must be really good. These are recommendations only, of course. Uh, not complete reviews, which generally will follow, um, especially once they get some other mofos on this show. And as always, the content that awaits you ahead may not be appropriate for members of all species, races, genders, classes, creeds, and especially might not be age or work appropriate. So, it begins. Let's get the Linux gaming on, bitches! Hello and welcome to episode number 333 of the Best Linux Games Podcast! Being recorded for you on a cloudy and cold uh, Saturday the 13th of March 2021 here in Las Vegas uh, at 6.57pm, 1857pm, left coast, Pacific coast time, coast of the most... Crack engineer, I want Melina over there in the booth, the action booth. You're fired. Holding up the whiskey sign. It's a good idea, actually. That is a very good idea. Uh, you're fired. Ivor. You're fired. You're Ivor. You're I I Ivor. You're fired. Pace that whiskey sign up against that glass. Pack your shit and hit the bricks, fuckwad. All right. Hmm. See, now he's crying. What do you want me to do with this? What do you expect me to do with this? Fucking useless piece of shit. Mm. That would make it, of course, for our sequel, friends. 2021, 03, 13, uh, 18, 58, 59, whatever. Um, we're going to try to do a short show. I know that means we're going to be here until fucking Christmas! But we're going to try to do a short show. Um... So let's get straight to our top stories. Uh, first of all, vaccinate yourselves, bitches! Uh, areas, area depending. Go get your fucking shot. If you are eligible, go get your shot. If you're not eligible, big steal or borrow your way to get your shot. Because for the first time in a year, and this is, you know, the one year coronavirus fucking goddamn. Stephen Colbert said it best. He called it. Uh, he did. He did a um, a one year coronavirus special because it was one year ago, yesterday, essentially that we entered lockdown here in the United States. Although some places have done it better than others, because some places are not fucking run by assholes and idiots who are power hungry maniacs. 
and who give zero fucks about their constituencies, uh, Texas, Florida, etc. You know, GOP-controlled areas of the country, which threaten now to get us all killed. Right now, we stand a chance. We stand a chance of making it through this alive. So stay home still. Get get your fucking shot if you can. Um, Because right now we're in a race condition against the variants, like I've said before. So vaccinate yourself, bitches. And right now we have done so well with just these two and a half months of the Biden presidency. I, it's crazy. We, I won't break down all the numbers for you, but it is theoretically possible that in the next six weeks we might have enough people vaccinated plus people who've been previously infected although that's no guarantee against the variants plus factor in the fact that every one out of every four person in America is a child um we have 100 million people who've already had at least one dose of vaccine. That is a third of the population. Beyond that, we have a we have 10%, we have somewhere between 10 and 20%. I, I didn't look at the numbers today. Um, who've had who are fully vaccinated, my mom included, thank God. Um, and those are supposed to be better against the variants, but we don't know. And the more people who get infected between now and when we reach herd immunity and can then vaccinate the rest of the world, we're in a race condition against these variants. Anyone who's played Plague Inc. knows that every host the virus gets, every chance it gets to infect or reinfect uh, another host is another chance. It's like rolling the dice for it to mutate into something that we can't control. Something that's, you know, either completely different from our vaccines. Although our vaccines can be reconfigured, we can't make 340 fucking million of them on the fly, like right now. We're in a race condition, so get vaccinated. Make sure, tell your friends to get vaccinated. I'm not eligible quite yet. Um... But, uh, yeah, and stay the fuck home and wear a mask. Yeah. And fuck you, GOP. Fuck you guys. Uh, this week, we got $1.9 trillion desperately fucking needed money to fund the country's response to COVID. Um, and all we talked about all fucking this week and last week was lack of bipartisanship. Well, when one, well, when one party has just tried to overthrow the government in a concerted effort for fucking four months and he's willing to block any legislation about anything because they won't give Biden a win, that is not a party you negotiate with. That is not a party that is part of a functional representational democracy so fuck them and suck a dick 1.9 trillion zero republican votes unfucking believable meanwhile they could pass 2 trillion dollar tax cut for the top you know 1% of the country during fine you know the economy was doing fine everything was doing fine but now they're deficit hawks. Now that, you know, fu- over half a million fucking people have died. Fuck you. I mean, they're lucky that I, they're, they are shameless and grotesque. And they must be stopped. In other news, happier news, uh, one of my personal heroes, Tom Lehrer, satirist, musical parody guy, um, I hope that he is not dead or dying. He's got to be up there. He's got to be like 90 years old. Um, that's a fan letter I've been meaning to write since I was 13. 
has released his entire catalog into the public domain. All of the sheet music rights and are all you can now which in this case carries over to mechanical rights. If you have the sheet music, you can fucking record it now. You can put it on your album. Counting sheep. Hit it, Ivor. Counting sheep when you're trying to sleep, being fair. When there's something to share, being neat. When you're folding a sheet. God, I love Fuck. Bounces off anyway, the uh, when you and that you know that's an interesting intersection. I will go into uh, you know how public domain copyright law and the difference between mechanical and recording. Used to be central focuses of my life, but it does dovetail rather nicely with uh, the free and open source software, idiosphere, ethos philosophy and approach to solving problems and thank god and what a mensch and I mean I I, just, I, I can't let that go he's one of my heroes um, also in our top stories we have a new discord uh, channel it's just BLGP2 uh, check out the link in this week's show blurb and uh, that'll take you to the new discord if you were disconnected from the old discord I'm sorry it was nothing personal uh, except for many of you in those cases it was personal you know who you are also the website is once again down I'm trying to do a lot of shit right now um got a lot of balls in the air got a lot of balls generally to my legs growing a fourth one it's crazy um and the smell it's like it's like three-year-old yogurt that's been left in the sun. Or that's three year, three-month-old yogurt that's been left in the sun, and then you peel back. Oh, it's so delicious. Um, website has a problem with the SoundCloud formatter again. I just have not. It, it's a quick fix. I, I, yeah, well, I think I know what the fix is, but I I haven't had time to go back and dig up my notes because I've been shifting through so many goddamn fucking notebooks these last two weeks. Um, yeah, I don't... I, I miss... I put the, the notebook that contains all the system administration shit for BLGP in a storage box in this room and I cannot find it and I haven't had the time to rip everything apart to look for it because blah 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 but there I'm aware that the website currently says SoundCloud formatter oh my god it it will be fixed it will be fixed and then we gotta do the great migration too but that's a different story also thanks go out nice week in Valheim news meanwhile in the Viking-inspired world of Valheim, where everyone's dead. Um, many thanks go out to a uh, friend of the show, Casimiras, uh, for just a quick message that he sent me. Casimiras likes to build a lot in his worlds. I've seen his worlds. And man's a fucking maniac. He's addicted to road building, which is cool. Like I like to do it when I'm really stoned. Until I stop caring. Um, cause like my world, I'm like 130 hours. My world's huge. And not all of it's connected contiguously, but Kaz likes to experiment with building, and he hit me with two revelations. And so one of them is a correction to what I said last week. Like anyone cares about that Valheim rant. But I mentioned that there's like base one. Then there's a body of water, a small body of water, and then there's base two, and then there's like a huge fucking trek to my main base um, from this one area, which is why I switched to fucking multiple worlds, and I'm still using multiple worlds, and I still love it. It's much better. I have, Over this week, I have single-handedly gathered and, re- and refined uh, over 500 units of bronze 
the swamps await because now I have a second set of everything. Bring it, bitches. Mm. And I've leveled up so far that you know, even alone, it shouldn't. The swamp shouldn't be too dangerous for me. I I fucking fight the swamps every goddamn day because they keep spawning at my fucking base. But Casimir has mentioned several things in uh, Steam Chat with me this week. One, you can build bridges in Valheim. I did not know this, and I, it didn't even occur to me. But you can build bridges. Also. Casimiras has a unique and novel solution to the same or problem or as in O-R-E not or as in XOR and or or nor (laughs) well nor is not a thing but or as in like stuff that you smelt and and then refine at a forge and stuff um problem with in Valheim for solo players like me is it is it eventually becomes impossible damn near impossible to fucking get the ore to any place where you can refine it because you can't take ore through portals and you can't take the refined and smelted and forged bars the ingots through portals either which sucks and is stupid and is something that you know I think it's gotta be a toggle in the final game, but who knows? We'll see where it all goes. The other solution to this problem, other than just creating multiple worlds and then using quote-unquote abusing um, the ability to just like instantly teleport yourself from one world to another without having to create a portal or anything just by logging out and logging into the other world with your inventory from one world or the other. Um is Casimiraz's unique and I think quite brilliant solution to create a mobile mining cart kit. So he has basically like all the cores that he needs to create a for and all the resources he needs to create a forge, um, a kiln, and a workbench and a smelter. which is all that you need he puts it all in this cart and then he drags the cart to the next place in the Black Forest or wherever it is that he's mining, generally the Black Forest I'd imagine, and then he finds it a good deposit, which is normally like a good copper deposit, it's like normally like 30 units of copper ore, which is until you get the Majorna Lord or whatever the fuck, the back brace, the Viking back brace of the um Beekman's movers that increases your carrying capacity by 150 pounds an extra 150 pounds um 30 units of ore of of copper is like 10 too many units and you can carry well he refines all this shit at the site then he tears down all the stuff packs it all back up into the cart and moves on to the next site until he has like just so much ore that he has to go back all the way back but he's crazy I don't know like if you've never played Minecraft before if you've never done this shit before that's the sane way of doing it um I don't judge him I think it's fucking cool that he's doing it that way I prefer my way better um it's faster and you know at 130 hours or whatever how many hours we got in this game Valheim 123 hours I'm kind of ready to move on with the game. But you gotta protect. You gotta protect and defend. That's the number one thing about survival. Any game with survival elements. So, anyway, so many thanks to Casimiras for hitting me with those ideas, which is very cool. Um, and also, I gotta uh, give a love tap out to friend of the show, Jeff Jeffy Wise, who sent me a great Kotaku article, which I think is kind of a misguided Kotaku article about how to get infinite resources from enemy spawners it doesn't seem like the guy who wrote that put a lot of playtesting or Q&A or fact checking into what, into his method, but it is it does seem remotely possible the idea is that you just place fires and then a fence around an enemy spawner and then you have to hang out there 
it's like a grey dwarf spawner and then you just collect, they burn themselves up and then you collect the resources as they fall but that means someone has to stand near that spawner endlessly and it's just like cheaper to fucking chop wood and you need that much resin whatever I guess maybe in the swamp it might be a tactic that I resort to but it doesn't seem to also make much sense unless you could find somehow a place that had like two of those spawners right next to them and they have to be in the outside world they can't be in a dungeon because you can't build in a dungeon but anyway it's an interesting thought um thought slash exploit but it does not seem to make any sense there doesn't seem to be a huge benefit to doing that uh other than you get to stand and wait and have to feed yourself and watch while you do nothing for an hour instead of running around chopping down trees mining shit, killing bad guys finding dungeons, looting cores gaining treasure and uh, leveling up your character instead you could just stand there and wait, you know, if you, if you leave yourself unattended you'll die eventually you're going to starve to death or you get attacked by enemies outside of your fence or I suppose you could make like a guard tower where you could just stay there until a troll comes but you know, it's like I'd rather go play the game. So, but still, many props go out to Jeff uh, White. It was an amusing article, anyway. So, we have new and noteworthies this week, and then we have our feature this week, which is a very short one. It's on Zombie Army Four: Dead War. Why you should not buy it, um, but why you should wait to buy it. Uh, so, yeah, here we go. The uh, rest of our new and noteworthy is the same stuff that I was supposed to talk about last week. We're gonna buzz right through it really fast. So I were based them with it. I was a North American fall when worm in my former life. Here are the newest and most noteworthy titles from this week. Alright, so we're gonna make this fast. Last week saw the release of a new number one game. I wonder how many oh shit, I should have checked. I were fired! Should have checked how many people have uh bought Valheim, because I bet they have to be up to like 5.5 million maybe 6 they've been averaging a million a week um, I know that they're over 5 million but it seems like the Valheim craze has kind of cooled down a little bit, which is only to be expected as people have beaten the game like BPR, it's not playing it that much but uh, anymore but whatever um last week saw the release of a ah, oh, new champion arises, or, you know, a new pretender game called Loop Hero from Devolver um Loop Hero is $14.99 here's what they build themselves as I, I've not bought this game and theoretically it runs on uh, Linux, but so far the reviews have been overwhelmingly positive, 9,713 reviews uh, it was released on March 4th um Here's what they have to say about Loop Hero. The Lich has has thrown the world into a timeless loop and plunges inhabitants into never-ending chaos. Sounds like the Trump administration. Wield an expanding deck of mystical cards to to place enemies, buildings, and terrain along each unique expedition loop for the brave hero. And this I'm just not in the mood for this type of game right now. But everyone loves it. And it's a roguelike, and so I would, I, you know, I'll get it when it's like six dollars a year from now or whatever. Um, yeah. So, and it works on Ubuntu and stuff. I really wanted to mention it. Lots of people, I see lots of people playing it on my friends list. Everyone really likes it. Um, it's a deck building kind of roguelike demi-human hybrid uh, developed by Four Quarters, published by Devolver Digital and once again, I will say, I've said it before, I'll say it again, Devolver Digital you can think without looking just sit and try to remember every game that you've played from most recent to least recent that was published or developed by Devolver and try to find one in your memory that was not excellent. It's hard. It's a fun game. There are some. 
There are some, but I've spent now like six months playing this game every time Devolver pushes out a new game. And it, it's a good it's a good rule of thumb. If it's if it's published by Devolver, it's going to be good. Also, supposed to mention it's supposed to talk about this last week, but we ended up going over along with Valheim. New game, Teardown introduces the concept of miniature voxels in a completely destructible environment. It's a heist. It's a quote-unquote heist, as in stealing game. But it's really a demolitions game with uh, several conceits inside of it. It's still in early access. Um, We'll talk more about it next week. I think I've played like five hours of Teardown. I don't know, I played two and a half uh, 2.7 hours of Teardown mm. the ability to destroy anything is great and I love voxels and the idea of mini voxels with their own interdependent uh, material characteristics in terms of strength uh, cohesion and stuff, and then the sheer variety of, you know, Minecraft-ish style, Pixel Trash-style weapons, and then the secret kind of puzzle aspect of the entire game. Because, like, planning the heist is to plan the demolition of the area, generally speaking. Depends on the type of heist it is. Uh, but their vehicles, their boats, you know, knock down walls, fucking get a land mover and drive it through buildings if that's what you need to do, um, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's a lot of fun, especially if you like destroying shit. And the upgradable uh, weapons and items and tools that you have at your disposal are very fun. And the idea of mini voxels is brilliant. When Last time I played, um, I had to get this car off of this boat. And that meant getting access to the boat, so I had to destroy like a lot of stuff. I had to first find a way to infiltrate the base or whatever. And then I had to figure out how to break open these enormous boathouse uh, steel security doors or circumvent them. I decided, I found a way to break them down by using subtlety and a plum by driving a fucking dump truck through them. Then backing the dump truck out, that gave me access to the boat, which is like in the harbor. Got onto the boat, found the car, then realized that the boat, I can't drive the car off the boat because it's pointing the wrong way. So then I I had to find the controls for the boat and fucking learn to drive the boat. And by that point, I crashed the boat like three times into things that were underwater that I couldn't see. Mm. but I knew we're there by the grinding and crushing and horror um, and so the boat begins to sink and I lost the car and everything and I was like alright fuck this but it's a super fun game that is Teardown also this week I had cause to return to Soul Calibur 6 which is still just I mean it's an amazingly gorgeous game it runs phenomenally, and everything is basically fixed if you run it with Proton Experimental um, like you get the whole credit sequence, you get the whole title screen and everything, you get the cinematics, and the story mode works now um etc, etc, etc but it's really the character customization that I like the most, and it's been so long since I revisited Soul Calibur 6 that I did not know and I, I did purchase this this week um, they have a DLC out that adds like three new characters to our complete new characters and in turn that adds a lot of extra shit to the character creation it was expensive it was like 34 bucks but it's one of the best fighting games out there you know it's Soul Calibur 6 and Tekken 7 if you're a real supreme fighting game aficionado also um, Hellish Court uh, Splinter's favorite game of all time by the way uh, this week, this upcoming week, theoretically they're going to drop they're still in early access, they're going to drop a new character into the game um, that I've been waiting for, he's another Saber user 
but uh, he's a Turkish uh, Hayduk, Hayduk, uh, whatever. How however the fuck you pronounce it. So he's got one hand behind his back at all times, almost. And it's it's he looks awesome. And they dropped the new level, uh, the new playable level last week. The steps, which is like you fighting in a field. It's great. They're they're just trucking with that game. And they added improvements to to, uh, to Yachik or Jacek or however you pronounce him and Gideon. They both now have um, wounded leg animations which tra- that means it translates into real performance problems if you can cripple somebody uh, and also have uh, exhausted stamina animations which means that Finally, they are reduced to mortal human size and can be defeated. The AI is still all fucked up in that game, but it's still completely playable, and I enjoy playing with other people. Everyone else seems to really hate playing with me. I don't know. More whiskey! Uh, Oh, yes! And one final thing in our new and noteworthy before we get to our feature zombie army for Dead War. Um... I'm, I'm well aware, and as, as I've explained before many times on this show, we try not to cover games that are broken or that are not good, because it's called the best Linux game show, not the broken Linux game show, and not the worst Linux game show. But every now and then, there's a game that comes out on Steam or whatever Linux-friendly seeming platform that looks so good that it's important for when I discover I've done this dozens of times throughout throughout all 150 years of doing this show and that's just tonight Forza 4 Horizons is completely broken it will not run don't go looking at that game page because you'll just want to buy it more and then you'll buy it and then you'll have to return it which is okay do it if you get to work be sure to post a Steam report. Uh, but that game uh, is completely borked and is one. Oh, it's like looks like one of the most gorgeous racers I've ever seen in my entire fucking life. So I got all excited, and then finally I bit the bullet. It's an expensive game; it's like sixty bucks, but I knew that I was going to probably return it, and it's totally borked. So that brings us to our feature. I have war basically with the feature. We might get out of here in the next fifteen minutes. Alright, so also in the very okay, so here's the first thing you need to know about Zombie Army for Dead War. Do not buy it. Do not buy it until it is on fucking humongous sale. It is an expensive game at the base price. And I'll tell you what the game is about in a moment. But the base price, the cheapest price you can get, the cheapest price you can pay for Zombie Army 4 Dead War on the Steam store is $49.99. The deluxe edition is $10 more at 60 bucks and super deluxe edition is $30 more at $80. Now that's a lot of money. But anyway, I got the normal edition at 50 bucks. This game is already like a year old, I think. Like it was released on other platforms or whatever. I don't know. Because I just game on Linux. But here's the problem. It runs great, by the way, on Linux. Uh, and evidently the multiplayer runs great too. This game is made by the same people who made uh, Sniper Ghost Warrior Contracts which is a game that I liked very much last year 
which is a very stealth intensive modern warfare esque meets hitman silent assassin stealth sniping game sniping infiltration target acquisition plant the bug, don't get detected kill everybody that you want to from like horrendous ranges utilizing a broad set of uh, really cool upgradable uh, uh, you know in the not too distant future style um, types of uh, surveillance gadgets and other technology like uh, your range finder actually projected a holographic thing that accounted for wind variants at certain ranges and stuff, and that was a big mechanic in the game. That game is a first-person shooter, stealth shooter. Zombie Army 4 Dead War is a hybrid of that, of, of Sniper Ghost Warrior contracts, set in, like, an alternate history slash Wolfenstein-style um, universe in in the in the I want to say 1940 1944 it's you know whatever it's not specific um where before the battle of the bulge could happen and before you know the allies could allied forces could cut off Hitler's supply lines completely and everything Hitler in this game evidently in the previous three games, I've never played any of them except for this one, Hitler decides, instead of blowing his brains out in a bunker, or of fighting the pointless Battle of the Ardennes, uh, which is an, an insane uh, thing, all to control Antwerp and cut off Hitler's ability to get uh, uh, gasoline, basically won by the Supermarine Spitfire for its medium distance glide bombing capabilities, but that's a different story, on the ground it was frozen hell for the United States and for the German panzer divisions that tried to harass and destroy the American, the allied forces in the Ardennes um, it was running out of gas freezing hurry up and wait and a logistical clusterfuck clusterfuck, but it was the end of the war and Hitler blows his brains out in a bunker. Because I lost nine! Yeah, die, you Nazi son of a bitch. Anyway, instead of that happening, Hitler instead decides to raise the dead everywhere. Hitler has, like, a in this game, has, like, a magical thing. And then evidently in the game before this, you guys defeat Hitler and cast him into a pit that leads to another dimension, but the zombie armies undead the dead need to be killed twice is the bottom line so like, if they, if you have living compatriots in this game, and they die you have to kill them uh, if people die around, it's like it's all the best aspects of um Dawn of the Dead, my probably my favorite. I, zombies scare the shit on me, but Dawn of the Dead is one of my all-time favorite zombie movies because it was so realistic. In that, like you know, oh my god, cities begin to come apart. You know, on the first day that the dead begin to rise, and zombies are walking the street and eating, eating people and converting them into zombies and killing them, converting them into zombies. Well you know, everyone tries to loot and stuff at the beginning of that movie, and, and then there's cops who pull out guns and shoot them and they just get back up, and now they're zombies, zombies make more zombies Zombie Army Dead War 4 differs from um Sniper Ghost Warrior Contracts or whatever the fuck it was called in that, instead of having like all of this fancy technology to like pull off like kilometer long headshots with wind variation and stuff as you memorize patterns. This is a blastum fest. So instead of having technology to do some of the cool stuff, you have you know, instincts. Like one of your things is like a 
uh, activate shooter's instinct thing, which will pop up a subreticule. It'll slow everything down a little bit because you're going to be fighting hundreds of zombies. Starts off in Milan. Plot's kind of incomprehensible. It's enjoyable. It's epic. The game is basically a hybrid of... Oh, and it's in the third person, by the way. It's over-the-shoulder third person unless you're aiming down the scope. And there's lots of... The whole game is like very much House of the Dead almost, but with all of this good, robust zombie AI and all these interesting scenarios, it gets very repetitive very quickly. But when you're stoned, it's... Fuck, I got this game on Thursday. I have five hours in it already. It's a lot for me. Um, but ultimately, I don't know. I haven't played it online yet because uh, I wanted to get kind of good at the game. Don't worry, we'll, 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 dove, we'll come back to why you should not get this game right now in exactly 45 seconds. But, uh, Lots of people also say that this game is meant to be uh, Rebellion, the developer and publisher for this and Sniper Ghost Warriors Ghost Warrior contracts Um, It's meant to be their attempt at a high budget Left 4 Dead meets Wolfenstein alternate zombie history multiplayer party game I've been playing in single player I don't like Left 4 Dead, and I especially don't like Left 4 Dead 2. Um, although I've beaten the shit out of both of those games. I'm not going to go into why I don't like those games, because I haven't played this game with anyone else. But uh, it's fun to be overwhelmed in this game as you juggle in your mind and in your hands and with button presses um... What weapon do I need to pull out right now? What what what, what do I need to throw a grenade? What, what 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 am I? Where are they? Are they in front of me? Are they behind me? Because when I say overrun, I mean you get over fucking run. Like I killed, I think, hundred and fifty zombies in my first mission. By the time I could finally beat it, and I died maybe seven times. Uh, the game gets easier from there a little bit, but then they keep adding new things to each. It's a story-based single-player campaign uh, that just gives you endless excuses to put fucking rounds into zombies' heads through your rifle, through your sidearm, and through your pistol. But, interesting caveat. That sounds pretty stupid, doesn't it? Game looks great, by the way. But even then, it still sounds pretty stupid. Game is pretty stupid. Except there is an awesome weapon modification thing and an awesome scoring system. Each kill that you get adds plus one to your bonus multiplier. The type of kill that you got within the time limit uh adds more or less points to the overall score for that combo run. You can even pretty much reload in the middle of combo runs. If you kill quick enough, you can keep up a good pace with your bolt-action rifle, your pistol, and for me, a trench gun. But now that trench gun's been replaced with like a... Kalashnikov variant, a German Kalashnikov MP44 I think which is kind of between a grease gun and an AK-47 it's an assault rifle it's not very accurate, it doesn't do a lot of damage when you go for headshots so blah, and at first all you do is just headshot, headshot, headshot but then you start to get overrun and then you have to start thinking tactically, you have to start thinking strategically and tactically which is also fun and amusing and would be really cool with a lot of other people but it's really the score element that I I find amusing because it turns the whole game into like House of the Dead meets Pinball meets Sniper Ghost Warrior Contracts meets Undead Hitler Zombie Army from the grave and stuff 
So, here's why you should not buy this game. Even if you get it at 50 bucks, which is the cheapest price you can get it at on the Steam store right now. 49.99. If almost every single gun beyond the starting equipment for all four of the characters, you, you don't get to create a character. It they're the same characters from I guess the previous games. There're four of them, I think. Four or five. There are no skill-based unlocks in this game. They are all paywall unlocks. And this game's already a year old. So, you pay 50 bucks, and then you have a choice. If you're going to keep the game, you have a choice. You can buy, like, a season pass. You can buy season pass 1 and season pass 2 for each one of those is $35. So that's 70 bucks. That's crazy. That's just fucking nuts. And I assume that those that between both of those, they include all the guns. Or instead, inside the game, you can buy the weapon stack that you want with real money for five bucks a pop. There are a lot of weapons in this game. The fact that the it is like a blatant cash grab is what it is. And you know what? I'm kind of okay with it. You have to do a strategic thing like this if you're an independent developer. And Rebellion is not necessarily they're like that that sub-level between AAA and independent. They're like, you know, that middling kind of thing. They want to make their money. It's a grotesque way to try to make all your money. But the game is actually really fun. And it's really good. And a lot of effort, I mean, a lot of time and effort, you can see it. It's so good. There's a lot of polish in this game. And it's just mindless fucking fun. A little scary, but if you're comfortable with killing zombies, you know, blah. And then you add in the multiplayer factor blah wait for it to go on sale and then beyond that wait for all the DLCs to go on sale cause I think that these guys are making the biggest mistake by fucking themselves and their future reputation cause I'm not gonna look as favorably on anything else that they come out with that they ever want that they ever want me to pay full price for I mean the game came out on Steam February 18, 2021. It runs under Proton Experimental, by the way. Uh, it's the only way I could get it to run. But $5. There's no skill-based... Actually, I have it running under 5.21 GE1. But... That is so much fucking money. Do not piss in my pocket and tell me it's raining, and don't put... Don't don't make everything a fucking paywall thing. Give me some skill based unlocks, etc., etc., etc. You are all familiar with the argument. So that'll do us for this week. Not quite as short as I had hoped, but short enough. Uh, remember, two o'clock in the morning, local time if you're in America. Spring forward. Two o'clock is three o'clock in the morning. I will catch you next week. Cheers. Thanks for listening. And. Uh... What am I forgetting? I'm forgetting. Oh yeah, go get vaccinated. Don't get Forza 4 and wait on Zombie Army 4 Dead War and then wait even more for those DLCs to come down in price, which they will because this game is not one of those games that's going to have um, like a 10 year shelf life. It, I don't know, just speaking from the single player perspective, it gets a little stressful while also getting a little boring by the time you get 5 hours in. And part of that stressful. Wait, one last thing about this game: there are all these cool, special moves that you can learn to do with each weapon. Like if you, I think if you kill ten zombies with a pistol, it activates the availability of a perk called a. Uh, uh, brain Buster, I think it's what it's called, where next time you pull out your pistol and you activate your special thing, 
it'll stop time and you just paint the targets just while you hold the pistol, while you aim it onto each zombie that's coming at you that you want to kill. And then when you leave that, it just headshots all of them. There's like arcadey stuff like that, but then there's also realistic sniper rifle stuff and all the zombies are extraordinarily well rigged, animated and modeled. Uh, the environments are, you know, what you'd expect, burned out. Train station in Milan is where you start and etc, etc, etc. Game looks like it could be fun with four people. It's a mindless blast em up that is a little bit more than a mindless blast em up. But not having the ability to unlock any of the weapons makes it just ridiculous. And if you're gonna charge me five you charge me forty I just paid you fifty bucks, you're gonna charge me seventy dollars on top of that. Have not been so insulted since Max Payne three. Check out uh our we might pop uh, our gameplay video in the show blurb. But anyway, catch you next week. Take us away, Tommy Boy. Bounces off of a wall when you cook from a recipe book when you know how much money you owe. That's mathematics. How much gold can you hold in an elephant's ear when it's noon on the moon? Then what time is it here? If you could count for a year, would you get to infinity or somewhere in that vicinity? Burn everything incriminating, including this building. Burn all the White House pets and then yourselves. Burn yourselves first. There is no Windows version of weaponized chess. Boy, this is fucking ponderous, man. Ponderous, fucking ponderous. It only runs on Linux. It's not a problem. You alienated part of America. I alienated crazy people. I like it very much. It is I, E.B. Farm. You're becoming hysterical. I'm here. I'm there. I'm fucking everywhere. I'm the Eggman. The best Linux games podcast is brought to you by Blue Wizard is about to die. Now available for the first time as an ebook on Amazon.com. To subscribe to the podcast using a Linux-based podcatcher like Podracer, or to see our YouTube gameplay videos, please visit www.bestlinuxgames.com. Also, join our Steam community group, Best Linux Games, Friends Cookie Sprite, and follow him on Twitter at VegasWriter. BLGP is also brought to you by the Radio Control Room Project. For details, please visit www.rcrproject.com or rfihc.com. Zig thanks you. Hello, great justice.